Welcome to Fierce, Fun, Feminine, and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Elizabeth, and I help women unstuck themselves. If you get the compliment, girl, you are flawless, what would you say? Would you diminish it? Would you say, oh, stop, or yeah, right, well, look at this. That's what I'm here to talk about because, girl, you are flawless. Let's get started. Have you ever heard of Spanx? Of course you have. If you're a woman, you know what this magical undergarment can do for you. (laughs) Spanx, if you don't know, it is an undergarment that smooths everything under your clothing. It can make you look thinner. It holds you in. And when you get out of your Spanx, you kind of just plop, right? It's this incredible invention by a woman named Sarah Blakely. If you don't know who Sarah Blakely is, I would encourage you to follow her on social media, especially Instagram. She's really active there, and she is fantastic. She's a real woman, you girls. She has a family. She has kids. She has a husband. She has crazy things happening in her home, just like we all do, and she understands what a woman's needs are. She loves french fries. She's awesome. Everything about her is inspiring. And one thing she did this week, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so huge. Spanx came to her, her creative team or board or whatever, and said, hey, we're releasing swimwear and we want you to be a model. And she's like, guys, I'm 50. I'm not going to do that. And then she jumped to an episode of Jeopardy, where Steve Harvey is asking the player of Jeopardy, at what age does a woman give up a bikini, give up wearing a bikini? And the the person playing the game said 40. The winning answer was 32. And Sarah Blakely said, hell no, this age is not a flaw. Are you kidding me? Who is going to tell me that I can't wear a bikini. I'm 50. So she came back to Spanx and said, yes, I'll do it. And then there's a recording of her jumping around her pool in a little bikini (laughs) to the music Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny. So I wanted to talk about this because it's a cultural stigma and your age is not a flaw. You are flawless wherever you are. And that's something I want to talk about today. But I want to know who decided Who decided what the perfect woman looks like? Did it start with a Barbie doll? Barbie is 62 years old, so that puts her into existence in 1959. So what did people look to for flawless before that? Because really, I think the Barbie doll had a huge influence on little girls, right? We grow up seeing this Barbie doll with a perfect hourglass figure. She has these little perfect formed boobs, (laughs) tiny little feet, gorgeous hair. You know, this is the image of flawless that we had. So before 1959, what was it? Why do we feel like we even have to conform to this idea? Where did it come from? Yes, we have this Barbie doll in front of us. And yes, we have these images in shows and movies, Disney, all the girls kind of have to look the same, right? They, they, The flawless ones are this image, and I don't have to paint the image for you because I'll bet you already know. Guys get to play the role of anything. They can be any size, shape, imperfection, doesn't matter. Sometimes their imperfections are seen as endearing, right? The girl who has an imperfection on screen is usually the comedic sidekick or not the person who's portrayed as flawless. I'm tackling this today. This is everything I want to talk about. Who told you you had flaws? Who told you? 
I can't remember someone in my youth ever saying it. I think it was something you absor- I absorbed through growing up, right? Through peer pressure, through back then there wasn't media. But I did feel this sense of I have to be a certain way to attract, let's say, a boyfriend, or I have to be a certain way to be accepted by these girls. Whatever it is, when you're in middle school, it's really a big deal. When you're young, hopefully, I know it's affecting girls younger and younger now, but you know, at my age, we were still playing outside, drinking out of the garden hose, (laughs) less concerned with six pack abs in those years. Now we have little girls going on a diet because they're trying to be flawless. They don't know they already are. So I want to talk about that. So if you don't know who I am, why this is important to me, I have a pretty diverse background that all wraps into one. I'm a chiropractor who's also in the fitness and beauty industry. I own a beauty salon. So I've seen a lot when it comes to women wanting to hide their flaws and at what lengths they'll go to to remove them or improve a perceived flaw. I've done it too. So there's no judgment. If you've done it, I understand. But I'm really trying to step into this idea that we are flawless as we are. We are. Does that mean that we're a perfect human being? No. I'm talking about your image. I'm not talking about do you make mistakes and all of that. I'm talking about your what you look like, what you are putting out there when you step out into the world. A list of perceived flaws women think they have. I started to make one. It is so big and it kind of made me sad, but also made me laugh because I have some of these too. First one out of the gate, we think we're too heavy or we're overweight. That's a perceived flaw. We have a muffin top right? Or we have a flat butt, right? Everybody now wants that perfect peach. Our butt is, our bum is too flat. Or we have a small bust and women go to get uh, breast augmentation. They get a boob job, right? Or they have no shape. They're straight up and down. They're not an hourglass. They have big feet or oversized hands, wrinkles, right? Moles or birthmarks. How about sagging jowls as we get older and that whole jawline starts to drop? We feel like our face is falling. Visible veins in our legs. How many of you are self-conscious about that? How about stained or crooked teeth? The teeth whitening industry went bananas. Yes, I agree. I've done it. I get it. I'm not judging. I'm just saying these are all things that we perceive as flaws. We think we have an ugly nose. Our nose is too big or it's shaped wrong. Small lips, I'm raising my hand here, my upper lip disappears when I smile, so I have to draw it on. (laughs) Dimples, dimples are cute, you're born with dimples. Big pores, cellulite, uneven skin tones, age we already talked about. How about the 11s in between your eyebrows when you smile? This is why Botox got started, right? Crow's feet and the 11s. We have a client in my beauty salon that calls it her ditch, And she's allergic to all of the um, things that they use, like Botox and the other things to make the muscles relax. And she's like, I'll have this ditch the rest of my life. How about stretch marks? You gave birth to other humans, but you're self-conscious and find your stretch marks to be a flaw. Do I need to go on? What is your list? You have one, don't you? I know there's things I missed. We all have a list. On this list, I would say mine for sure. I draw a top lip on my face every day. I have a very small top lip, so I know the makeup tricks to make it look more full. That's one of them. I've been doing Botox for years. I have a great injector, so my face is not frozen, (laughs) but it has definitely slowed down the wrinkles, and that's just something I've done because 
For me, I perceived wrinkles and aging as a flaw. It's something I've wrestled with and I'm starting to step into, you know what? Age is not a flaw. I'm going to own this stuff. I may not stop. I may not stop doing Botox, but I'm not going to take it on as something if I, let's just say Botox became something you can't do anymore, or I didn't have the means to do it, I would begin to step into that and embrace it. I'm at that point in my age where I'm saying, girl, you are not flawed. These are not flaws. You're bucking the aging process, but you are not flawed. This week, I want you to start thinking, what are you holding back? What are you hiding? What is it that you are masking? And it's okay to mask it, right? We put braces on crooked teeth, not always because the bite is off. We do it cosmetically. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Were they flawed before the braces? No. They just did something to enhance who they already are. But what is it that is telling you if somebody said, girl, you're flawless, what is it that would make you diminish that? or reject that compliment. And just like Sarah Blakely with Spanx, if you want to wear a bikini, I don't care how old you are, you rock that thing. (laughs) Put your bikini on. Go enjoy your life. Don't postpone living because you have this limiting belief that's telling yourself you're flawed. Go work on your fitness if you want to, but don't stop your life because of these perceived flaws. Because these flaws are affecting your relationships. Let me give you a couple examples. Maybe you can relate. I do uh, health, fitness, and life coaching. And I have clients that I meet on a weekly basis. We talk about where they are and where they want to go. And one of their biggest perceived flaws is their weight. And because they feel like they are overweight, they withhold being intimate with their spouse. It is almost in the top three number one things that is affecting their life in a negative way. They withhold intimacy because they don't feel sexy. They feel flawed. They have this image in their head that my spouse won't find me attractive, so I'm not even going to try. I'm going to hide. I don't like my body. I would be lying if I told you I wasn't there. I was there. I had that same thing. I can relate to them. What's interesting is most of these same women say their husbands don't see their body as flawed and find them sexy as they are. It's the women who fuel this flaw thing, right? We fuel it. The husband is not going to say you're flawless unless he is just the best man on the planet. He should say that. (laughs) He's just going to say, I find you attractive. It's, it's, It's not just physical. There's a connection. And the men feel it, but the women are so focused on the perceived flaw that they can't get there. Do they have a reason to feel that way? I think so. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not bashing anyone. We've all been there. Culture has dictated what a flawless woman is. And in the United States, it's fueled by men. I mean, look at the Sports Illustrated cover. It's a great example. These are gorgeous, beautiful, hourglass, flat tummy, tight leg women. Of course, they're airbrushed. And I know men know that, but in their mind, in our mind, we think that's what men want, right? So we walk around trying to be this this Sports Illustrated cover or try to achieve it. It's really fascinating when you think about where did we even get this? Where does this come from? I looked up this British study. They took 40 19-year-old men and women and put them in front of a computer screen with a simulated 
human, a man and a woman. And what they did was put the average body of a female in a bikini and the average body for a male in like board shorts, like surf shorts, the average body. So imagine what you would think that would look like. And it was a computerized model. They were asked to take these computerized models and morph them into what they think the ideal body should look like. So you have this tool on the computer where you're able to make the waist smaller, the hair longer, you know, whatever, but it was all focused on the body mostly. The results were really similar. Men and women had the same idea for an ideal female body and an ideal male body. They took the average female body and slimmed it way down so there was definitely a smaller waist than hips, right? So you have a true hourglass. The biggest surprise with the female body was that the female participants in the study gave women larger boobs than the men did. No one knows why. The men didn't give them this busty chest. The women did, but they both gave them a very thin, lean body with a small waist. There's definitely a waist to hip ratio. So on the men, results were similar. This is what the ideal shape for a man was, an inverted pyramid with very broad shoulders tapered down into a thin waist. It's just the perfect image of a man for some reason. These people were 19 years old that were doing this computerized study, and they already had this image of what ideal was. What is that? Where does that come from? I would love to know, but I do know this. You are not flawed because you don't look like that ideal. You are flawless regardless of your size. We are so done with wrapping up our value, our worth, our sense of being in our size. If you want to be more fit, go for it. You have the power to do that. But don't let it dictate what you are in terms of your value and what you have to offer to the world. Okay, let's get off body size. Let's talk about facial flaws. Okay, beauty salon story. Eyebrows. We do makeup all the time in my salon. And one of the things that makeup artists say to clients all the time is your eyebrows are sisters, not twins. (laughs) Because people will say, I can't get my eyebrows to look the same. Well, if you really studied your face in the mirror, your eyebrows are not the same. They are not. They were not, you're not born with identical eyebrows. We can correct that When we go in with makeup or we go in with tattooing or we go in with microblading and we can make them look identical, but you weren't born with identical eyebrows and we go in and we try to camouflage it to make it look like they are. It's tough. It's hard to do it yourself. It's difficult for a makeup artist, but that is a perceived flaw. Let's talk about in ancient times, Egyptian pharaohs wanted their women with a perfectly symmetrical face. Is that where the eyebrow thing came from? Like we want this symmetry (laughs) where, you know, everything is the same from right to left. If you wear makeup at all, I'll bet you already know you have one side that's different than the other. You're not perfectly symmetrical. We're not born that way. What about other countries? Let's see what they say, because the USA is not the only one that struggles with this perceived flaw thing that women have. In China, back to the Han dynasty, their ideal woman has long black hair, pale skin, red lips, white teeth, and are you ready for this one? Tiny feet. Feet! So Chinese women are worried about their shoe size. 
they're worried about being small too. They're little and they're petite and all of that. But usually in general, the Asians, that whole culture is smaller than the United States anyway. But their feet, you are born with feet a certain size. You're born with them, but they are being judged because of their size of their shoes. That is still carried over to current day China in some people. Okay, how about this one? Italian Renaissance. Oh, you might even know this one if you look at artwork and you like Renaissance art. In Italy, way back when, their ideal woman had an ample bust, a round belly, full hips, and fair skin. Well, isn't that the deal to my pickle? (laughs) I'm just dying over here because I love Italy. I fit in perfect. Well, not really. That's not their standard anymore. But hey, back in the Renaissance, they could paint me and I would fit in, right? Because I'm not, I'm not down to the six pack abs anymore. I'm a mom. I'm, I'm living my life and I'm fit, but I'm definitely not fitting the China model for sure. I would be closer to the Italian model. How about Victorian England? Victorian England, their ideal woman was full figured with a cinched waist. That's where corsets became a thing. Those poor women walked around with their ribs squashed because they were supposed to have a tiny waist. Now we have waist trainers. Don't even get me started on that. People are wearing waist trainers, and maybe you are one of them, but I'm going to tell you this. That doesn't work. Yes, it's going to make you sweat in a certain area, and it's going to be some type of short-term, tiny, tiny little change. But long-term, if you have a larger rib cage, if your frame is larger— you're not going to cinch your waist past that. The way you change your waistline is by changing the food you eat. That's just a whole other story. Your nutrition is what dictates your size and your waist and your belly. You can do crunches till the cows come home, but if you're eating food that's high in sugars where your body stores it as fat, you're still going to have a belly. Anyway, I got off. I got off the subject. <laughs> there are all kinds of examples of what the ideal woman is or was. And if you don't fit that description, you were considered flawed. My friends, I am here to tell you, you are not flawed. You are not. You are flawless. You are beautiful as you are. You are worthy as you are. You are flawless as you are. Don't let society or culture dictate whether or not you can wear a bikini. Don't let them dictate that you can't accept a compliment as being flawless because in your mind, you've bought into this ideal that your body is an object to be admired, not an instrument for living. Your body digests food without you telling it. Your body can do things all by itself without you telling it to. If you've given birth You've created life. It's done miraculous things. Those stretch marks are not flaws. If you've lived long enough to have a wrinkle, you've lived longer than people that didn't get to experience a wrinkle. We have to start changing our perspective. I'm not suggesting that we go out and stop caring about ourselves and schlep around like slobs and, you know, not take care of our appearance because taking care of our appearance is a form of self-respect. I fully believe that. That's why I own a beauty salon. I see women transform from feeling less confident to very confident when we show them what they can look like with a few small changes. We're not changing them. We're just making them only better. We're taking their eyes and we're using makeup to open them up. We're smoothing hair that is naturally frizzy and we're just using a tool that's accessible to anyone to smooth it down. 
That's not taking a flaw and making them flawless. That's just taking tools that are available to anyone to improve their look. I have no problem with that. Where I find problem is we think we are flawed. And I'm here to say, bullshit. (laughs) You are not. You are perfect as you are. And until you can step into that, you are going to be chasing an ideal that you're not going to probably attain. Because here's the thing. When you chase those ideals, you might get the body and all the things that look like the ideal. But what you're surrounding yourself with in terms of reading, listening, friendships, all the other things influence you. Besides what you look like, if you have chronic stress in your life, you can be the perfect ideal image according to society and have chronic stress, you're not going to be happy. So what if you achieved it? I got my body down to a size zero, still didn't like it. It was probably close to what people would say is ideal. In my mind, that was my goal. I'm sharing this because I'm telling you from firsthand experience, it backfires. That stuff is that is flawed. That is where the flaw lies. The flaw lies in when we think we achieve this ideal that we're going to be happier, be more confident, and feel more valuable like we have more to contribute. Not true. If you want to improve anything, do it. But know deep, deep down that you already are flawless. You already have things to contribute. You already matter. You just need to step into it. That is my message for you this week. Go out there, flawless girl. Have a great week. This is a big topic. I may do another podcast on it because I only scratched the surface, but I want to leave you with this. You are a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. I want you to believe it. I want you to feel it in your bones. I want you to go out there in the world and contribute every gift you have to make the world a better place and step into that confidence knowing that you're flawless. I can't wait to cut back together with you again next time, my friends. If you liked this episode, hit subscribe so that you're notified when the next one comes up. And you can always share it with a friend who may need to hear this message. And until next time, have a fierce, fun, feminine, and fabulous day.